and kings rose and fall and Jewish people, Israel people who worshiped the God of the Old Testament were in many places. Well, this command of Darius gave them tremendous liberties. And I'm sure when this decree went out, there must have been singing and even dancing at the workings of the Lord to give liberties to his people. And you know too, uh, that in the New Testament that there was a church at Babylon. Peter was likely the preacher there for a time, a church at Babylon. And because of that witness that the God of Daniel is the true God for generations, the knowledge of God was scattered around the known world at that time. Welcome again to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher, and today we're looking at Daniel in the lion's den. What a great story. What a great picture. What a great outcome through the power of prayer. Daniel believed in his God. Daniel prayed unto his God, and Daniel was delivered by the grace of God. God sent an angel, shut the lion's mouth, and in the morning that he was just fine. What a wonderful introduction to the life of prayer for every Christian. And today I want to ask the question again, do you pray? How do you pray? When and where? And have you had answers to prayer? What an exciting thing to live as a Christian, enjoying the power of prayer in your life, seeing God answer on your behalf and resting with great confidence in his grace. Stay tuned as we let the Bible speak today. Daniel 6, the man of prayer. We see that for Daniel, this was really a matter of faith. Faith and prayer are always linked together. And that's true right throughout the Bible. Because the Lord Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. And really, this whole book of Daniel is a book that teaches us that God truly does answer prayer. And it's a great encouragement and motivation to God's people to be men and women of prayer. And I hope that this uh, so far, series in this book will stir you to realize that you need to be like Daniel, that you need to recognize that God intervenes. God really comes down into the minute, the little things of our lives. He cares what's in our kitchen. He cares what's in our garden. He cares how we drive on the roads. He cares of our attitude with neighbors and friends. He cares what church we attend. He cares how we handle his word. He cares how we worship him. And we learn all of that 
in these chapters in the book of Daniel. And when we get to chapter 9, Lord willing, we will see Daniel on his knees again. And we will look at how that man prayed. Now, because he believed in his God, God shut the lion's mouths. The spies, of course, soon reported that Daniel broke the royal decree and that he was still praying to the God of Israel. And note the irony in verse 13, that Daniel, remember, they had spent all kinds of effort to try and change his name, to change his lifestyle, but he's still known in Babylon as that Daniel, that Daniel, the only one and the one. Everybody knew him. And everybody knew what kind of man he was, that he was still faithfully worshiping his own God. Now he was thrown into the den of lions. They sealed the mouth of the den. And Darius, well, he had a bad night. He had a very bad night. He probably didn't sleep a wink. And he was thinking about Daniel, what his fate would be. He was so filled with remorse and Grief that he had allowed himself to be trapped by his deceitful advisors and he couldn't change the law and poor Daniel was thrust in against with the lions. Now, when you read the story, you'll find that Daniel probably had a good night. He found a pillow amongst the lions and I wouldn't say enjoyed the night, but he got more sleep than Darius got. And in the morning... When Darius awoke, the first thing he could do before he did anything else, he went to the den of lions, he had it opened, or before he even opened it, he shouted out, Oh, Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? And I'm sure all waited with bated breath, wondering what now they would hear from inside the den. And then at last came the clear words, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and that shut the lion's mouths that they have not hurt me. And the happiest man that day was Darius. He was happy because the trick, the trap that had been set upon him Field, and they opened the tomb that had been sealed and they brought out Daniel live and well and down underneath were the roars and the growls of those lions. And that reminded me of the morning that Jesus rose from the tomb. You remember how they sealed the Lord's tomb. Why did they seal it? Lest those Christians steal the body and say that he rose from the dead. Well, he rose anyway. You see, when evil men seek to do evil, God means it for good. And this now becomes the great testimony of Daniel. His God is able to deliver him from the lion's mouths. And this Daniel is now alluded to in the New Testament, the Hall of Faith, Hebrews 11, as those who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped 
the mouths of lions. What a wonderful thing that tonight we serve the God of Daniel, the God who has not changed. He is no smaller. He is no greater. He is the God who is eternal and everlasting. And he is the God whom we serve and worship. He is able to protect his people. And in these times, God is able to watch over you. Mom and dad, when you send your children off to school, if you're doing so this week or next, I know your concerns. All parents have concerns each year when they return to school, but I think this year even more so. And we can pray with you, and I know you pray, that God in his grace will shut the virus mouth, stop the attack of that enemy, and protect each one. Let's pray for that as a church. Let's earnestly pray for the boys and girls who, as I say, this week or next, will be going to school and facing that. And then for those who are schooled at home, we are with you. We pray with you in all the demands that that brings. And God is able to deliver our children from the mouth of the enemy. Now, because of his faith, God's enemies were silenced. Look at verse 24. The king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives, the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came to the bottom of the den. Now, when Daniel went in, the lions never touched him. But as soon as his accusers were cast into the den with their wives and children, even before they got to the bottom of the pit, the mouths of the lions were wide open to maul and crunch on the bones of those that were thrown in. So much for the people have said, well, we, those poor lions must not have been very hungry. Did somebody feed them? Or maybe they're sick and they're not feeling well. They're not hungry. Well, when others were thrown in, they were ravenous and they devoured them. What a vindication of Daniel. And without him accusing or even whispering against his enemies, because he believed in his God, his enemies and God's enemies were put to silence. And we see here just how quickly God can turn the tables. And in our society, where there are many wicked schemes and people who are seeking to silence the gospel, we need to believe that God is able to shut the enemy's mouths and protect his church. In Scotland at this time, there is legislation lined up for a decree or whatever the legal term is to enact it. And it is hate speech, hate uh, laws that if applied, there are organizations just waiting to use that manner of government to silence churches and Christians. 
in Scotland, the land of the Reformation. But we need to rejoice that God can indeed protect his church. Would you turn with me to the Psalm 28? The Psalm 28. This is a psalm for the persecuted. And I want you to read it with me. It's not very long. I know it takes a few minutes, but it'll be worth it. Psalm 28. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent to me, lest I, if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. A bit like Daniel, I thought. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands. Render to them their desert, because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and my song will I, with my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also, and lift them up forever. Could you put a page of that outside the den of lions? The Lord is able to give what we call boomerang justice. What evil men seek to do to scheme and plot the downfall of others can so often become their own downfall. And God works in that way so many times. Now, lastly, we see in this story in Daniel 6 that the God was honored before the world. And you'll see how his decree went out that in all of his kingdom, in all of the world, he said, well, that would be tall, but that all would now worship only the God of Daniel. What an amazing, wonderful thing. Now, I know we look at the story of Daniel and we think of it as a single little unit story, but let me tell you, this is huge because of the Jewish diaspora for generations and through this exile. And you know that after the 70 years, there was about 50,000 who went back to rebuild Jerusalem. Well, there were many thousands who didn't. And they were scattered all around the Middle East under different empires. And kings rose and fall and Jewish people Israel people who worshiped the God of the Old Testament were in many places. Well, this command of Darius gave them tremendous liberties. And I'm sure when this decree went out, there must have been singing and even dancing 
at the workings of the Lord to give liberties to his people. And you know, too, uh, that in the New Testament that there was a church at Babylon. Peter was likely the preacher there for a time. A church at Babylon. And because of that witness that the God of Daniel is the true God, for generations the knowledge of God was scattered around the known world at that time. And we can say tonight, all things do work together for good to them that love God. I think, I know, we do not see the hand of God at work in our lives and in our nations. When we turn on the television and we see riots and anarchy, and we hear reports of persecution of hundreds of Christians murdered in Nigeria by Islamic extremists, we cringe. It affects us. And we fear for the future of the testimony of the Lord. During this pandemic, I just read recently that down in Bolivia and Paraguay, where there has been a revival of evangelicalism, now a lot of it is charismatic, but since the beginning of this pandemic, there has been over a hundred pastors who have died to COVID-19. The government put out mixed messages, mixed information. Some churches, many churches closed down, but the pastors went on visiting, visiting the sick and the dying, and they in turn have now died a great loss of manpower, a loss of preachers and teachers. Why does the Lord allow the church to go through such times? Each Thursday morning, a number of ministers and one of our missionaries, the Reverend Decanio, meet for prayer by Skype. We spend a couple of hours. We study the word for a bit, talk over a few things, then pray. And weekly we pray, Lord, work your purposes. Now we pray like that because we don't know what God's going to do. Is it going to be revival or is it going to be judgment? Is it going to be long or short? Is it going to bring politicians who are corrupt to their knees. We just pray, Lord, work your purposes. But in it all, we have to believe that God has not forsaken. He has not forsaken his people or his church. What would you say to one of those congregations who have been shut down and then to learn that their pastor is dead? What do you think would be the future of that church? That would be a hard blow. 
One of the things that encouraged me in the little blurb I read was that it one of the pastor's sons that was stepping up to fill his father's place. Now, I don't know anything about his training or how well he's equipped, but God will always have his servants. And of course, he will purify his church. You can say that God is doing that right now. He's purifying his church. And through the wearing weariness of this pandemic, we are being tried. One has said that crises or trouble does not just prove the man, it declares who the man is or what the man is. And we are being tested and we are being proven whether we be loyal to Christ, true to the gospel, or whether we just walk away. Daniel believed in his God and he prayed. Now you might think there's just nothing you can do, but I tell you, you have a ministry of prayer that you can begin. And I think we could do exactly what Daniel did, pray three times a day. Live every day with prayer times. May not work out exactly morning, noon, and night with equal time in between, but you can step up your prayer life. Every one of us can. And we need to be a praying church. Now, I have announced Zoom meetings, and we're going to have prayer times then, but these are only for a few weeks. We will be back to our prayer meetings. And I trust that you will be with us and be like Daniel, who believed in his God. May the Lord save you tonight, if you're not a Christian, bring you to the cross, because you believe. That's faith. If the Lord will save you tonight, come, and he will. Let's unite in prayer. Father, we thank thee for this wonderful, amazing story of Daniel, this life of a man of faith, a man of prayer. Oh God, will you bless every one of us that we might have a true, close, constant life of prayer. Oh, send us the Spirit and pour upon us the Spirit of prayer and supplication. Drive us to our knees, and may we together worship and glorify thy name. Save the lost, O Lord. Have mercy on the lost. And now, dismiss us with your blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with thy people now and evermore. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak. And once again, I want to ask you the question, do you pray? We come again to this all-searching question of all questions. When the Apostle Paul was converted, it was said of him, Behold, he prayeth. 
while he had been religious all his life, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, yet up until his conversion to Christ, he had never truly prayed. So the Bible says, Behold, he prayeth. It was a new thing and a surprising thing in the life of the Apostle Paul. He was praying using the name of Jesus, the name he had formerly hated and persecuted before his conversion. That was the surprising thing. It is never a surprising thing, however, to find Christians praying and using the name of the Lord Jesus. The disciples also needed to learn how to pray. Though they were Jewish, steeped in Jewish culture, yet they had no idea how to address God. So then, we have the Lord's Prayer, the prayer which the Lord gave to his disciples when they asked him, Teach us to pray. Here's what he said. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This then is the starting point for every Christian's prayer life. Get alone with God and read this prayer in Matthew 6, known as the Lord's Prayer. Then pray it over, taking each petition to the Lord, expanding on it to apply it to your own life. Then you will be praying as the disciples learned to pray, right from the heart unto the Lord. So, I ask you again, do you pray? I hope that you will Start today, and may God make you a man or woman of prayer, even as Daniel. Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak. Stay tuned now for these closing announcements. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived 
by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 187- 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. <music>